Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from Cat Swamp Road over in New Jersey, Hackettstown, New Jersey. And I thank you so much for joining me today in the farm shop. And as you know, we get together every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, and then again with an encore on Sunday at 6 p.m. exclusively on Sirius XM Channel 147 Rural Radio. And if you miss an episode, just go to my website, farmmachinerydigest.com and about a week after it airs on the radio it gets posted in its entirety as a podcast for you to reference uh, moving forward so just check that out if you need to and i want to give a cat swamp road shout out to mr mitch lazenby and he gave me a pin in my map and he farms over in auburn alabama so I want to thank you so much. I have a pin there in that neck of the woods in Alabama. And obviously he is now in, uh, he is a content contestant like everyone else who contacted me in a drawing for the hot rod for free hot rod farmer license plate. So please just send me an email at hot rod farmer at farm machinery digest.com. And you could tell me a little bit about yourself and your farm. If you want, you could tell me nothing. Just say, Hey, I want to get into that drawing. And as soon as those license plates come in, we're going to start to be giving those out. And God willing, in another couple of weeks, they should be here. They originally told me six weeks, so I'm about two weeks into that, so maybe another month, and maybe they'll come a little bit quicker. So uh, that would be great, right? And the other thing is that I went to the National Farm Machinery Show, had a great time there. It was a wonderful show, a little bit too big for my liking. Well, I shouldn't say that, not for my liking, but... uh, from my perspective you really need to have some sort of game plan if you want to accomplish something there unless you're just wandering around and looking at stuff because they're so large so much equipment there's so many things going on that it's hard to catch it all but i also want to ask for your forgiveness because i am suffering from a pretty good head cold and sore throat so if you're listening for the first time don't think that i'm not enthusiastic about being on the on the getting with you today in the farm shop because that is never the case i honor that and um but uh your radio show is just like farming no matter what happens you have to just keep on going and then on today's show i'm going to do my best to maybe convince you not to buy a diesel engine in a pickup truck or suv so stay tuned after the break and never forget agriculture runs on machinery but profits on reliability sirius xm's road dog trucking radio it's more than fuel it's more than truck payment it's more than maintenance it's about the business of trucking we're talking a little bit about stock prices then we switch into uh, tech talk highway reconstruction infrastructure the economy regulation business and more we tend to switch topics a lot road dog trucking radio covering the entire trucking industry do be advised sirius xm channel 146 the sirius xm app and connected devices and speakers in the field, on the farm, or in the saddle. We're right there with you in your pocket, on your phone, and everywhere you go. RFD TV Now. Current ag reports, geo targeted weather, live streaming 24 7, and our full collection of shows you love at the tip of your finger. At less than $10 a month, it's the cheapest tool on the farm. Download the app today and start watching RFD TV Now. 
crew, it's the Ranch It Up Radio Show. Join me, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. And my team as we talk animal health and the products that we use on the farm and ranch. We talk animal safety solutions from Neogen. We have bull sale reports, sale barn recaps, market info, and lots more. Saturday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, right here, Rural Radio, Channel 147 on Sirius XM. Hi, I'm Ag Day host Clinton Griffiths, and I invite you to join me as we cover the nation's food system. From fields of green to orchards of orange and livestock everywhere in between. America runs on agriculture, and here at Ag Day, agriculture is what we do best. Listen as our analysts track the markets, learn about innovations in technology and sustainability, and live the country lifestyle through the eyes of rural America. Join me, Clinton Griffiths, for Ag Day, the country experience. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, and if you missed the opening segment, I ask you once again to please forgive me because I am uh, enduring a very bad head and chest cold, so I usually don't sound this lackluster, so I don't want you to be tuning in and say, what's the matter with this guy? He's half, sounds like he's half dead. Well, um, I actually sound worse than I feel, so thank God for that, right? But on today's show, as I, as I mentioned previously, is that we're going to be this, I'm going to be discussing the attributes of buying a diesel engine. And I mentioned in the opening a pickup truck, but I'm also going to expand that a little bit because GM has that new three liter Duramax engine, which I actually did a show on. And if you go to my website, farmmachinerydigest.com, I did a podcast on that and I have an article under the getting to know tab and an overview of that engine. And last year I had a, I road tested a GMC Denali with that power plant in it, the uh, three liter inline six Duramax <clears throat> and the uh, 10 speed automatic transmission. But that engine is available also in the suburban a Tahoe type of vehicle. So the large SUVs and obviously the GMC and Chevy pickup truck but also Ram has their Echo Diesel, or they did the last time I checked, which is a six-cylinder diesel. And Ford had a little three-liter Power Stroke V6 diesel, which, as I understand, is no longer in production for no particular reason other than not that it was a bad engine, but I guess they didn't move enough of them that they, that, um, they felt it was necessary to keep it in the product line. And they also brought out that um, hybrid with that Echo Boost with the hybrid engine. So, but once you move out of the half ton segment, and you get in, I mean, and get into the three quarter ton, then obviously, Ram, Ford, and uh, General Motors are major players, respectively, with the the Cummins, the uh, the Duramax, the the V8 Duramax, and obviously the Power Stroke engines. But so I felt it was important to start to discuss this because a lot of people are going to be looking to maybe buy one of the vehicles with the GM six cylinder diesel, let's say an SUV for your for your family to use, or they may be buying a half ton pickup truck or moving up to a three quarter ton pickup truck or larger. But I'm going to base my uh, discussion on the on the smaller applications right in the beginning of the talk, the half ton and maybe the SUV, because if somebody is buying, let's say, a a, uh, a class 
three or class four truck, then that probably is the best application to put a diesel in. But some of the caveats that I am going to mention uh, in this show can apply to that. So it's going to be up to you to be able to decide and apply the metrics that are going to uh, that are going to either check the box or put an X there as far as the diesel is concerned. Say I'm not going to buy this now. On the smaller engines, the upfront cost is not that great compared to putting the V8 diesels in the pickup trucks. I mean, either brand, the V8s are, uh, for all intents and purposes, a $10,000 option. So it's not, it's, you know, it's not, the, a lot of bushels of corn there or wheat or, or, or pounds of milk, 100-pound weight of milk that you have to sell to pay for that. But that is fine if it's going to bring you value. But what I have seen is that many times, even with the larger diesel engines, is that the person buys that engine for the wrong reason. And also, they are not prepared to take care of it properly. So let me explain. A diesel engine in any application, and this is even with a farm tractor, but you have no choice but to get a diesel, does, is not meant for short trips, short duty cycle what i what is meant by short duty cycle start it go a short distance shut it off so it's meant to to start and run and one of the reasons why you'd say well what difference does it make well it does make a difference because all diesel engines have a much denser and heavier cylinder block than their gasoline uh companions i'll say and the reason for that being is that the cylinder pressures and everything is higher in the diesel engine. So on the, the block is going to be thicker, which means it has more mass. The crankshaft is going to be thicker. Everything is going to have more mass. And then also because of its, uh, by its design of having more mass and working historically under a lot of load, that they all have more oil in them than, a, than their comparable gasoline engine in that would be offered in that same product line so when you put that all together that means that the increased mass the increased weight and the additional oil ends up creating an engine that builds operating temperature very very slowly so one of the worst things that you could do to any engine even a gasoline or a diesel but specifically a diesel is that you don't let it go through and and achieve full operating temperature. Now, operating temperature is going to be the oil and the coolant and the block. Now, just because the coolant reaches a certain temperature and just because the the oil reaches a certain temperature doesn't mean that the block is at full operating temperature. Now, there is no sensor for the block. So, empirically... We, we just say as in the engineering community, well, if the oil is up to temperature and the coolant is up to temperature, it'll be what they call thermal inertia, thermal exchange into the block and the block and the bore and everything else will be, will be at proper operating temperature. But because of that mass, it's going to take a lot longer for it to reach temperature and for the coolant and the oil to reach temperature. So now what will happen is that you have that intermediate stage where it's not fully cold and it's not fully warm. Or or I shouldn't say warm, it's not at operating temperature. So that intermediate stage is where any engine builds a lot of moisture in the crankcase 
and that moisture mixes with the oil and the blow-by gases. Every engine has blow-by gases from the diesel fuel and creates sludge and acids. And that is why a diesel is really not meant to do short trip duty cycles and a lot of a, a lot of uh, a lot of shutting on and off go a couple of miles shut it off go over here shut it off and then because of its nature of the way the fuel is burned or combusted is probably a better way for me to say it is that it runs very on a very lean air fuel ratio compared to a gasoline engine so that means even when it's idling it does not build as much heat so what we would call in engineering t to t time to temperature so if you were to take a diesel engine and if you were to idle it say arguably for five minutes regardless of what the brand or the size and uh, it was 20 degrees fahrenheit outside and you took a gasoline engine and you idled it for five minutes the gasoline engine would have more uniform heat distribution through the block, through the water jackets, through the cylinder heads, through the pistons, through the oil, through the coolant, everything, than the diesel would because the the mass of the diesel engine is acting like a sponge and it's pulling that heat out. And it's, and it's dissipating because it's going from hot to cold, right? The block is at ambient temperature, and then we're having combustion in the chamber, combustion in the bore, heat in the water jacket, and then also that oil has to have heat transferred into it. So that is why a diesel doesn't build temperature as quickly. It's the lean air fuel ratio and the mass of it. So what does this mean to you with a purchasing decision? So let's say arguably you're going to think about buying your wife a Tahoe with a diesel in it or a GMC Yukon because that is the only SUV that's currently domestic SUV that you could get a diesel. You could get a Porsche Cayenne with a diesel in it. You could get a Mercedes ML with a diesel in it. But I'm American, so we're going to talk about buying American. So now, in essence... So let's say your wife uses that that vehicle to, to do errands, to go to town, take the kids to school, go to see her mother, do do a lot of short trip cycles. Then that would not be a good choice. Now it's very it's it's there's a siren song, there's a lure that's going to say, oh, I could put this diesel in here and get great fuel economy, have a lot more torque than the gasoline engine, given specifically given its same size and that, that it's a smaller engine with more torque and it's it's just really going to be a nice package that that would be a hundred percent correct but based upon the use that 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 she's going to put it through that diesel is a very very poor choice because she's going to be going through a lot of intermediate warm-ups and then cool down intermediate warm-up and then cool down and what's going to happen is that the oil is never going to reach enough temperature to burn off or boil off is probably the proper term to boil off any moisture that is going to be formed in it now now every engine diesel or gasoline is going to build moisture in the crankcase because you start it up and the and the engine is cold right ambient temperature whatever it is and it and it starts to sweat and you shut it off and it cools down and it, and, it, and it creates moisture in the oil that's why every engine has a ventilation system be it a pcv or some sort of separator or breather to not only let the combustion pressure out that gets past the rings but to allow that the the the, the moisture to be uh, eliminated from the crankcase but now the thing is that if the engine gets to full operating temperature now 
and maintains the operating temperature for five, six, seven, ten, fifteen minutes, not thirty seconds. That's oh, we got the we got the oil up to two hundred twenty, and then it, we we shut it down. That that's not going to count. So that's like putting a turkey in the oven for five minutes. So the oven's three seventy five. I put the turkey in the oven, or putting a seed in the ground, right? You put a seed in the ground, it doesn't start to germinate immediately. It has to have the heat transfer and the moisture transfer. So you have to be able to get that oil to stay hot enough for it to start to boil off the condensation that was created from just just normal use. Even if it runs all the time, it's going to have it's going to have some level of condensation created in it. So that is very 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 important for you to consider. The other thing, so you have to first look at how is this engine going to be used. Right now, if you're going to a bigger truck, a half ton, I mean a three-quarter ton or or larger, and you say, well, I want to use it to tow a trailer, a travel trailer, a horse trailer, then what I'm going to say to you is I want you to look at how many days a year are you going to tow that trailer? Because you have, if the, if you say, well, I'm going to tow a trailer twice a month for whatever the miles is twice a month and for 10 or for 10 months out of the year so there's 20 days of towing it's foolish in my perspective to make a business decision to buy something that is only going to be used to its full capacity in 20 days or 20 days out of 365 and then the rest of the year it's going to be used to these short trip cycles or it's going to be it's it's going to be um it's it's not going to give the attributes of the torque that you wanted to buy from a diesel engine so you need to keep that in mind and look at it so yeah you want to go up the hill 75 miles an hour but if you're only going to do that 10 times a year 75 miles an hour then it doesn't pay for you to spend ten thousand dollars on all the other strings that come attached to a diesel engine so now you say what are the other strings that are attached to a diesel engine now farmers don't like to hear this and a lot of people not just farmers don't like to hear it and i've been a big proponent of this and it's like to add nauseam i beat you guys up with this and that you have to additize the fuel. And I'm going to say every gallon of fuel that goes in that engine, into that fuel tank. Because the fuel, and this is, and I've said this before, the fuel that you buy is, uh, is at odds with what the engine really wants. And even if it was not at odds, because it was a premium diesel, had a higher cetane content in, to it had other additive packages in it that are desirable that often those get diluted from the time it leaves the refinery to it gets to either your fuel tank or your farm because it gets exposed to moisture it's sludge it goes to a pipeline goes to a delivery truck goes to the tanks in the in the in the fuel station so it, it's it's not the same thing as it left the refinery it becomes degraded and you are going to have to additize and and most people don't want to do this all right it's hard enough to convince farmers to additize the bulk fuel tank when they get a bulk delivery and all they'd have to do is pour a gallon or something of a high quality additive in there and that would be it and they don't want to do that and that's just human nature and people say oh yeah i'm going to additize it i'm going to additize and they additize the 
the on-the-road vehicle, whether it's your semi or whether it's your farm tractor or whatever. I mean, you're in town getting fuel for the combine or whatever, is that you have to be prepared to advertise the fuel. Now, if you're going to buy a diesel engine and a pickup truck and an SUV or a car or what have you, you have to be prepared to advertise the fuel. And most people are not going to want to do that. So you need to really look at that and say, will I advertise that fuel? And if you're not going to advertise that fuel on a continual basis, yes, if you miss it once or twice, it's not the end of the world that you are going to, uh, It's that engine is not going to have full performance. You may say, ah, hot rod, you're full of it because I run my engine, it runs great. Well, the thing basically is there's a, it would run better and you'd have less wear in the specifically in the injection system, and by having a higher cetane value in that fuel, it's just going to give you better better performance all around. The other thing that you need to keep in mind is that most diesels have a higher maintenance cost because their fuel system is is more complex. There's usually a fuel water separator, a larger fuel filter, and it's going to have a higher cost as far as the the service is concerned. Even if you do it yourself, they're going to take more oil. They can, lots of times they take a specific oil. I know the little three liter GM Duramax that I love takes a specific oil that you cannot. Hopefully now it's available in most places so you put this all together and if you say to yourself well i'm buying a d and plus diesel fuel at least in my neck of the woods is about a dollar a gallon more than gasoline so when you put this all together as i get ready to close here you have to decide and say well fine am i going to use this to its full ability enough days out of the year to make it worthwhile Am I going to be willing to to give it the extra maintenance needs that it needs? Am I willing to spend the extra money on service? And if it is, then God bless you, go for it, because these new diesels with a half-ton pickup trucks on or SUVs and, and, and on up are fantastic, fantastic engines. As we bring you more than 30 hours of agriculture and rural news every week. Our team of news writers, editors, and producers work hard to find the headlines and stories that matter the most to you. Live reports and high-profile guests like market analysts and traders, farm state lawmakers, and commodity group leaders. All giving you the inside track to make the best business decisions for your farm or business. The best staff, the best producers. The news Rural America turns to RFD-TV. Rural America's most important network. Watch RFD-TV anytime, anywhere on all your connected devices with RFD-TV now. Simply go to watchrfdtv.com and sign up for just $9.99 a month or save more and pay just $89.99 for the year. You can begin streaming RFD-TV live right away and have access to your favorite shows 24-7 on demand. Go to watchrfdtv.com, sign up, and start streaming today. Rural America's most important network is here for you. Focusing on the stories important to farmers, ranchers, and small-town USA with Market Day reports and Rural Evening News. Our team follows policy issues impacting you on the state and federal level. With a dedicated bureau in Washington and guests joining us live from across the globe. News, markets, and weather reports you can use however you want to watch, at home, in the field, or on your phone. Watch Market Day report and Rural Evening News each weekday. Sign up at watchrfdtv.com. 
Hi, this is Red Stegall. I want you to join me every Saturday morning at 7 o'clock Eastern, and together we'll explore the life of the American cowboy through his poetry and his music on Cowboy Corner Collections. These are shows that we have recorded and aired over the past two decades, including the music and poetry of our friends as well as myself and the boys in the bunkhouse. With stories by America's great storytellers, join me as we ride through the West on Cowboy Corner Collections, Saturday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern on Rural Radio. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. And before I get into the Under the Sheet Metal segment, we got to bring in Tex Rubinowitz, the hot rod man from Ripsaw Records. Come on in, buddy. Let it rip. All righty, you ready to go under the sheet metal with me? And on today's episode, we're gonna, I'm going to tell you that parts tell a story if you look. Just as the corn plant tells a story, so do the parts on an engine or machine. By reading the components, a wealth of information can be gleaned, and a costly failure in both time and money can often be avoided. When you are working on something, you need to pay attention to every detail, once you train yourself, it will become second nature. Examination can be to feel with your fingers, study it up close, or even smell. You will be amazed how much you can determine by simply running your finger over a surface, into a port, or on a tapered roller bearing. Threading a bolt in and then using a, using a hand instead of an air tool will determine thread integrity and cleanliness. If you do use an air tool, then listen to its sound and acknowledge when it changes as an indicator of a difference. Do not just keep the trigger pulled and let it work through the spot. The following are areas that I like to pay attention to on my machinery. If the tailpipe is especially sooty on a diesel or carboned up on a gas engine, it is running rich or misfiring. I like to take a clean shop rig with no odor on it and place it by the exhaust of a running engine for a few seconds and then smell it. You can often detect an internal cooling leak, excessive oil consumption without any signs of visible smoke or a rich condition. If a gasket comes off in one piece or nearly so, look for even compression and marks from the other mating surface. Examine the mating surface for an even imprint of the gasket. This will determine if there is excessive variation in it that will not allow for the prescribed compression of the gasket to seal properly. With a carburetor, stains or signs of varnish around a float ball or any other part indicates weeping. For an excessive amount of an excessive amount of field dust around diesel fuel nozzles, pumps, and lines means that there is moisture, and moisture means that it is weeping. Take a sample of the fluid from the dipstick and rub it between your fingers. Study it for particles and then check the smell. For any bearing, slowly turn the part by hand, feeling for roughness or tight spots. Look for it to run true. Applying this logic will keep your farm running smoothly and will avoid profit-robbing breakdowns. And that's really what it's all about, 
is that just like as a farmer you need to go into your field and you need to look at your and you need to look at your crops uh, you need to go if you're raising livestock you need to walk around the cattle walk around the chickens walk around the hogs you have to see what's going on and you have to pay attention when you take something apart whether it's for a service or whether it is for just for a repair because those parts do tell a story and oftentimes they will tell you a story that will lead you in the proper direction to uh, either curtail a problem that is about to happen or just have an a, a efficient and accurate repair so listen i want to thank you so much for tuning in and i want you to know that the hot rod farmer is pulling for you the american farmer and rancher and my beloved beloved america you have a blessed day and i'll catch you next week and hopefully I, i'm not uh, under the weather How do you go about changing the world? You start by growing the next generation of leaders. Hey, I'm Eric, the 2021-2022 Southern Region Vice President from Georgia. Thanks for watching FFA Today on RFD TV. FFA Today is a program that showcases these leaders and their achievements, their stories, their innovations. Join us for FFA Today, Sunday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, 2.30 Central, right here on RFD TV. RFD TV brings the ag industry news you care about. A lot of producers really looked at the hope mm-hmm. of being able to get this deal done. Tailored forecasts for farmers and ranchers. You can see the pockets of red across Texas. That has become a problem. And going forward in time, we just don't have a lot of rainfall headed that way. Live, direct reports from the trading floor with expert market analysis. We have Oliver Slope standing by, and he is with Blue Line Futures. Well, the, the outside markets are going to be the, the driving factor and the focal point in this week's trade. A focus on Washington ag policy. RFD-TV's Emily Buck joins us from our Washington, D.C. News Bureau. The president reaffirms his commitment for rural America, supporting farmers through the pandemic. And live reports from across the nation. See lots of fun and exciting stories, especially lots of hard work that goes into this. Stories you'll find only on RFD TV, celebrating our 20th year as Rural America's most important network. I'm Chip Flory, and every weekday on AgriTalk, we tackle the day's news with a panel of experts and lawmakers at the forefront of the issues, and we connect you with the information that you need. If it's related to ag, we're talking about it on AgriTalk, weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central on Rural Radio 147 and on the Sirius XM app. Hi, this is Ham Meadows from Nashville, and this is Rural Radio 147 on Sirius XM.